61, and we'll pull our text from this 61st Psalm. I, I want you to, we're working our way, just use this for a text, for a foundation. We're working our way to the New Testament. The two words I heard was interruptions and eruptions. Interruptions and eruptions. And so you and I, uh, our life is going to be interrupted. And so the devil wants to interrupt our lives and he wants to cause the flesh to erupt. But the Holy Ghost wants you and I to know that if we won't let the interruption turn toward the demonic, toward the devilish, then it can turn toward the divine. And if it turns toward the divine, we're going to have an eruption of the Holy Spirit. We're going to have an eruption of the will of God to be done. And so that's the direction that we're working to by faith. Amen? Okay, Psalm 61. If you're there, we'll start in verse number 1. Say amen. amen. Psalm 61, verse number 1. Hear my cry, O God, attend unto my prayer. From the end of the earth will I cry unto thee. When my heart is overwhelmed, how many feels overwhelmed? Come on, well, this is your answer tonight. This is my answer because it's not going to be a demonic interruption. It's going to be a divine interruption. Amen? And the Holy Ghost is going to erupt in our life. From the end of the earth will I cry unto thee. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me, guide me to that rock that is higher than I. For thou hast been a shelter for me, come on, past tense, and a strong tower from the enemy. I will abide in thy tabernacle forever. I will trust in the covert of thy wings, Selah. Brother Larry, would you pray for us? Yes. 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 Amen and amen. Thank you, Brother Larry. Thank you for uh, honoring the Word. Thank you for being here tonight. Glad to see Sister Debbie. Um, so tonight, you may be in a situation or you may have may come in contact with somebody in the next few days that is dealing with situations where uh, they feel literally like they're being overwhelmed, like they're being run over by the enemy. And uh, so here in these verses of Scripture, we see where David is on the run. Uh, David had a call on his life, and, that, and he had an anointing on his life. And yet the devil was using uh, King Saul, for one, and in many different circumstances, to try to keep David from his destiny. Hello, Brother David. To keep uh, uh, King David from becoming just that King David. And so... Uh, as, as David went through many things, even after becoming king, uh, there were times when his own people turned against him. There were times when his own household turned against him. And so you may be going through different things tonight. Uh, where Are you going to run into somebody who needs a word of encouragement, a word of instruction, uh, that they may feel overwhelmed? Well, you and I, we've got to pull back from uh, this moment of circumstance, this moment of fight, and let the faith of what God has done for us in the past hold us solid and hold us strong. Knowing that God hadn't changed. He still loves you. He still loves His children. And no matter what we're dealing with, we may be going through a season where it feels like the storm waters are just coming above us. You know, uh, I, I can think back as a child. I, I, I remember that when we, my grandpa used to take me swimming and, and we'd be swimming across a hole of water and and, and there was one place where there was a rock that you'd get to in that hole of water, and you could stand on that rock, you know, and you could step one way or the other, and you'd be over your head. But as long as you was on that rock, they wasn't nothing going over your head. Amen? Jesus is the rock. And as long as you and I are standing upon Him, there's nothing that's going to go over your head because everything is under His feet. Amen? Now, notice what he said here. Uh, he's encouraging him himself as he's, he's calling out to God. He said, hear my cry, O God, and attend unto my prayer. You and I, we know what the Bible says. We have not because we ask not in the book of James. So we need to tell the Lord just exactly how we're feeling. 
be honest with him. Say, Lord, I'm going through a, a season right now that I don't understand. I'm going through a struggle right now that uh, that, that is trying to interrupt my life. I, every one of us, as is, is we're going through this life, we make plans. And, and, and we, we know that, that God loves us and we know that He has a destiny for us. But in the middle of those plans, all of a sudden, we may hit a roadblock. We may hit a, 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 a wall that blindsides us that we didn't even uh, know that was going to be there. We didn't even see it coming. And when those times happen, we need to make sure that we don't get silent with the Lord. The devil wants us to shut our mouth. He wants us to shut our heart. And, and he wants us to, to be closed off and, and try to deal and handle things uh, on our own and by ourselves. And, but first and foremost, we need Jesus. But second of all, we need each other. Because you may have went through something similar and you may be able to help me. And so I need to be in the place and the position where I will hear the Holy Ghost talk through you. But I'll also be willing to come to you Come on, and allow the Holy Spirit to talk to you and talk to me. Amen? So we need all of those things. And so here, David, he's in that place where he has that right attitude. And look what he says. He said, from the end of the earth will I cry unto thee. Right now, you may seem, it may seem like that the, some of the promises of God, some of the plan of God, some of the provision of God, it may seem like that you're the end of the rope. It may seem like, well, how can this ever turn around? How can this ever get better? And that's what David's saying. He, he, he said, even though it looks like I'm at the end of the earth, I'm at the end of, uh, of my rope, I have no, uh, I can't move forward. He said, I'm going to make sure that I, what? I cry unto God. And that's what we want to do. And so when you encounter somebody this coming week that, that just seems like that they have no hope, no, no promise of the future, tell them they're just in the right place for God to show up. The right place. Um, I, I was reading this study that uh, this university done. Uh, they they interviewed a bunch of shepherds and they were uh, and they were uh, uh, talking to this one particular shepherd, and they were actually got to go on uh, out in the field with him and and they were they were climbing the mountains there in Colorado and they were watching how these sheep would would uh, go from place to place and the ones who would get away from the shepherd they would get out on this rocky area. And then they would see a little bit of green grass down there, and they would jump down to the next uh, bench, if you would. Well, the only problem with that, they're not coming back up because there's no way to get back up. And so they keep going down, and they get farther and farther. And, and so uh, as the shepherd is watching all of this happen, uh, the, 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 the guy who's doing the, the study, the, the crew that's with him, they said, aren't you going to do something about that sheep? He said, he's went down two bluffs, and, and, and now he's just on the edge there, and there's no water. There's no way for him to get back up. And, and, and the shepherd said, you've got to know your sheep. He said, you've got to know your He said, what do you mean? He said, that sheep is very nervous. He's very jumpy. And so I've got to leave him alone until he gets weary in body. Till he gets really hungry, he gets really thirsty, and said, so "Then I can let a rope over the side, and I can go down, and I can get a hose of him, and I can pull him right up." But if I went down there right now, he would jump off the bluff to get away from me, and he would jump to his death. See, Jesus knows us, and maybe there's some times in our life where we think, "Oh, God's left me; He's forsaken me." But maybe He knows us so well that He's got to leave us right where we're at. For that moment of time until we're willing to get weak enough in ourselves that we can receive strength from Him. Amen? So here, that's where David's at. He's in a place where he said, notice what he said. When my heart is overwhelmed. And tonight you may feel like that you're overwhelmed. You may feel like that there's things that's just uh, coming up from left and right. I mean, when we we have so much so much turmoil in the world, we have so much turmoil here in America. There's so much division and so much confusion. It it does seem overwhelming. Uh, but when you're in that place, when I'm in that place, we need to do like David. He said, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Now, I, I love this. This word lead in the Hebrew, it means literally to, to take and to guide, but it means to transport at a, as a colonist. Now, let's think about that. When America was founded, it was a colony of, of Great Britain. 
And so it was, a, it was America, but it was under the law and the rule of Great Britain until it broke away, right? And we become our own nation. Well, Peter uh, and, and Paul too, Paul in Hebrews, Peter in, uh, in his epistle says that we're pilgrims passing through. This is not our home. We're colonists. We're ambassadors of the Most High God. We're not under the law of this land. We're under the law of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? And so we've got to operate in that reality. So we say, Lord, I feel overwhelmed, but I want you to lead me to the rock. In other words, the rock is the Word. The Word is what's going to change your life. The Word is what's going to make you strong. The Word is what's going to hold you in a place where you don't have to worry. You don't have to fret where all will be well. Amen? Now notice what he said. He pulls from his past experiences. And so tonight if you're hurting, if you're hungry, if you're in a place where the, the, the enemy wants to convince you that you're even uh, hated by certain people or even that God is, is not holding you in, in high regard, look what David said. He said, for thou hast been a shelter for me. So we need to stop and we need to say, in the name of Jesus, I bind these feelings, I bind these thoughts that's on the outside, and I come back and I remember that God meant me in my trouble. He meant me in my sin. And He grabbed me where I was at and He touched my heart. And He put His very uh, blood upon my life that He shed just for me. So what God has been to me, He will always be to me. Because Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. It's going to be all right. I don't know how He's going to take care of it, but I know that He's going to take care of me. And so when He does that, look what He says. He comes back to the place where He says, God, You were a strong tower from the enemy. This word enemy means, uh, from the Hebrew, it means a, a, a deep hatred. The devil hates you. And so that David says, I know that I can get to that tower, that place is, that is inaccessible of the hatred of the devil. I can get to that place because you're going to lead me there. You're going to transport me there. Uh, I, I can get away from hate and hurt and all of the horrors of the flesh in this world, and I can be in that place where I can absorb uh, the glory of the Lord, the very presence of Jesus from the inside out. Amen? All right. But you, David made this, this proclamation, this decree. He said, I will abide in the tabernacle forever. I will trust in the covert of thy wings. And then he says, Selah, I'm going to just meditate on that. I'm, I made up my mind where I'm going to stay. No matter what it looks like, no matter what it feels like, this is, this is my protection. See, the Bible says in Psalms 91 that you and I, we can abide under the shadow of the Most High God. That's the wings of the Lord. That's the place of protection. That's a place of provision. That's a place of promise. That's a place of pleasure. It's the only place that you and I will truly be at peace. Amen. But it's there for us. And so what's happening in your life now, what's happening in those that you may come in contact with, is the enemy wants to steal that from them. And so we've got to uh, be able to be in the place when these interruptions occur in our life where, where we have the ability to... Uh, to either be discouraged or we can have the ability to grow, to be strengthened. Amen? So listen, with that being said, just to lay a foundation, go with me to the New Testament. Go to the Gospel of Mark, chapter 1. And, and let, let's, let's look at the example of Jesus and the interruptions in His life and see how we can build from them. Amen? Because He's our perfect example. Amen? Mark, chapter 1. Look at uh, verse number 33. And you just bear with me and just hear with the heart of your, uh, the Holy Spirit in your spirit. Uh, Jesus had started his ministry and, and, and he had called uh, Peter and, all, and, and started the, the disciples with, with James and Andrew and all of, this, all of these things. And he had healed Peter's mother-in-law. She had a great fever. She had a fever that was, was, was going to kill her. But Jesus was there and he healed her. And when that healing took place, look what happens. Verse 33, Mark 1:33, And all the city was gathered together at the door. So here Jesus is. He, he, his mission was, he was to sure up his, uh, his disciples. 
his divine uh, ministry right at that moment was to get them in the place where they were, were going to be able to walk with him and learn from him. And all of a sudden, as he's invited into Peter's house, he's interrupted. He's interrupted because he, he, he knows that he, he's made this call on them. He's called them to repentance. But all of a sudden then, here's a need. And, and this need is so powerful uh, that it has to be addressed right at that moment. And Jesus sees that need and he touches her. And when he touches her, then all of a sudden as this news goes forth, it brings everybody at the door. See, see you and I, we're walking about our day. And, 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 you know, like we do all the time, we get up and we plan our day out. And, and sometimes we start it out with prayer, sometimes we may not. Or at least I don't all the time. And, and, and so you, you start your day, you think you know what you've got to do, you think you know what you're supposed to do. Here Jesus is the same way. Uh, he's walking in the same flesh body as you and I, yet empowered by the Spirit of God. And all of a sudden, uh, can you imagine that... Right here, just think if, if everybody was pressing to try to get into this sanctuary. Think about the pressure because Jesus is there and, and he, Him being man but being empowered by the Holy Spirit because He laid down those his, the, the very powers of the Godhead the, in the sense of being able to serve uh, like you and I. He's filling all of those needs. And, and, he's, and he's, he's got an agenda. His, my agenda is I'm supposed to be with Peter, James, and John, but here, here's a divine interruption. So am I going to let this uh, interfere with what I'm supposed to do? Am I going to let it de- deter uh, my emotions, my peace, my joy, all of these things? Or am I going to uh, uh, let the Holy Spirit erupt out of, out of this situation? Notice what it says, verse 34. And he healed many that were sick of divers diseases and cast out many devils and suffered not the devils to speak because they knew him. So all of a sudden this divine interruption where he thinks he's going to be teaching Peter, James, and John, it encounters and brings forth so much more. So right now there may be some situations in your life where it's not going exactly the way you had planned, the way that you envisioned. I don't know about you, I didn't think I would be at this place at this point in my life, but here I am. And, and so here you are. And so uh, as long as we're willing to follow the Lord, even though we may feel like we're overwhelmed at times and we may feel like that, that the need is greater than what we can accomplish, remember Jesus is your source. He's your source. He's your finances. He's your wisdom. He's your peace. He's your love. He's everything to you. And so uh, if your life is interrupted, even if it looks evil, even if it looks bad, God can turn it to divine. Amen? And He can cause the Holy Spirit to erupt out of it. Uh, Verse 35. And in the morning, rising up a great while before day, he, Jesus, he went out and departed into a solitary place and there prayed. So here Jesus is again. He's our example. He gets up and he makes sure that he gets in a solitary place. He gets in a lonesome place. He gets in a place uh, where it's just him and the Father. Now, can you imagine? The Bible says that, that, that the sacrifice of Jesus... When you and I talk about the sacrifice of Jesus, we think about what he did on the cross. And as wonderful as that was and as needful as that was, I want you to think about the sacrifice that he left that personal intimacy with God the Father. He had never been separated from him before. They were, they, and, and I know that they're one and you can't separate them, but I, I want you to understand what it meant for him to put on the flesh and, and, and to walk like a man. And so when he got alone back with the Father, it was a place of, of him remembering what it was like before he was clothed in this tabernacle of flesh. So that, that peace for him, that, that presence, that was something that he hungered for so much. And look at this divine interruption that could have been something else if he had not been in the place of the Spirit. It says in verse 36... And Simon and they that were with him followed after him. Now this word followed here, uh, it's not quite strong enough. It means they were hunting him down. Uh, They were going to find him no matter where he was at. They were on the hunt. And I don't know about you, 
But sometimes uh, I just want to be by myself. Sometimes I don't want to talk to anybody. Sometimes I don't want to. I don't want to hear another situation. I don't want to hear another problem. I just, I just don't want to do it. And so, when I'm like that, if I'm not careful, instead of it being a divine interruption, it turns into a demonic interruption. Instead of the Holy Spirit erupting, my flesh erupts, and I say something maybe I shouldn't say. I, and which if, and when I say it, then that opens up the door that I start acting in that way. Amen. So I've got to learn from Jesus. And Jesus is in that blissful place, and all of a sudden, can you imagine? He's in the place of perfect peace. There's no needs. There's no discouragement. There's no problems. And then all of a sudden, here's Peter. Jesus, we got problems. And he brings all of those, Peter, Peter brings all those other people with him. And because Jesus is a, is a savior of love, all of a sudden, by the Spirit, he starts reading every one of their hearts. There's every need, there's every heartache, there's every circumstance. And he went from that place where he was in perfect peace to he's interrupted. What's he going to do? What am I going to do? What are you going to do? Because you're going to be interrupted. I'm going to be interrupted. We're not going to be able to have uh, everything the way we want it at all the times. So we're not going to. We're going to feel like we're overwhelmed at times. But we've got to stay on the rock. Amen. Amen. Verse thirty-seven. And when they had found him, they said unto him, "All men seek for thee." You know. Here's, an, here's another conversation you've got to have. You know, you, you, you feel like you've got nothing left to give, and yet somebody else, they're knocking on your door. They need something. Well, you've got to come back, and you say, I'm going to stay on the rock. I, I, I'm going to look to the, 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 the very actions of Jesus Christ. And Jesus said that the works he did, I could do. The works that he did, you could do. We could do greater works because he was one Savior. We're uh, the many-membered body of the Savior. He's our head, amen. And so we can do what needs to be done, but we've got to trust him, amen. And he said unto them, verse 38, Let us go into the next towns that I may preach there also, for therefore came I forth. So all of a sudden, Jesus says, Okay, I, I know why I'm here. Tonight, you've got to know why you're here. There may be some things in your life. You're going through a season where you've hit this uh, brick wall. You're going through this season where it looks like that a good God has allowed something bad to happen. Uh, a, a good God has not stopped the hand of the enemy. But we've, we've got to be in the place and the position where I stay on that rock. I, I, I feel overwhelmed. I, I have grief. I have heartache. I, I don't know why certain things has happened. But I'm going to trust in Jesus. I know that His hand is working in my life. I know that His heart is for me. And I know if God be for me, who can be against me? Amen. I've got to hold on to that. I've got to believe that. I've got to trust that with everything because I'm here. You're here for a reason. And the devil is trying to bring hurt and heartache, trying to overwhelm us to keep us out of the will of God but he can't do it because our confidence is in Jesus alright turn with me to the gospel of Luke let's look at some more examples to build our faith faith comes by hearing hearing by the word of God turn with me to Luke chapter 5 Luke chapter 5 and uh, let's start reading it uh, at verse 15 now keep in mind Jesus is just healed the man of the the leper, the man who had leprosy. And uh, you can imagine what a, a, a miracle, what, a, what a, a draw that put as people heard about this miracle. Luke 5 and 15. But so much the more with their fame abroad of him, uh, the, the Logos word went out, the, the, the testimony of what Jesus had done. And great multitudes came together to hear and to be healed by him of their infirmities. Now, I, I, I want you to know that people, are, they're, they're going to be drawn to you because of Jesus in you. And they're going to be drawn to you because they know that they have need of something. Well, you have the answer to their need, and that answer is the anointing of Jesus, is the words of Jesus, is the, is the very touch of Jesus. And Jesus wants to use you to touch people. 
He wants to use you to bring words that will bring healing to them. And so here Jesus is. Uh, he, he just gave everything he had he, he, to this man that, that had the leprosy. Now, just think about it. You know, you, you, you give out of your life. You pray for people. And, and you, you know, you stay up late at night. You pray for people. You you give of your time. You talk to them, and 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 that's what Jesus did here with this man. And when you do that, you get tired. You get tired in body. You, you get tired in mind because the anointing. There's a price for giving out the anointing. The anointing abides in you, uh, but when the anointing is in you, it charges you up. But when you touch somebody in the spirit and you make that connection, it's just like pulling the juice out of a battery. That anointing goes out of you and it, and, and it's, 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 it, it, it weighs on you. And so here Jesus is. Can you imagine? All of a sudden, he, he, this, this work, it causes people to come together and they have other needs. So you and I, you're going to meet people that have needs. And you're going to meet people that have needs when you feel like you have nothing left to give. You're going to meet people that have needs when you feel like, God, what about me? Right now, I'm hurting. Right now, I, 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 I got my own situation, my own problems. And, and, and I, all of a sudden, here comes a need that gets your focus off yourself, off of myself, and it gets us on somebody else. And when that happens... Uh, that's really when God can meet our needs. That's when He can take care of us because we're willing to what? To put somebody else first. We're following in His footsteps. Verse 16. And He, Jesus, withdrew Himself into the wilderness. This is that same solitary place, that lonesome place. And He prayed. And it came to pass on a certain day as He was teaching that there were Pharisees, and doctors of the law sitting by, which were come out of every town of Galilee and Judea and Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was present to heal them. Why? Because Jesus had got along with the Father and He charged Himself back up. He, he, he was in that place. He was in that position. He, he knew who He was. He knew what He was called and destined to do. In other words, He didn't let uh, the... the the needs overwhelm him. He didn't let his own situation and circumstance overwhelm him. Uh, can you imagine what he was feeling? See, if we had time to look at it, and we don't, he had to deal with his own family. His own family, they come and they, 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 they said, he's mad. He needs, they tried to do an intervention on Jesus. They tried to come and get Jesus and say, listen, he's just, he's going here, he's going there. And they were pulling on him, wanting him to uh, do what they wanted him to do. But yet, uh, instead of being overwhelmed, he stayed in that place. And so what I'm saying is, you're going to feel overwhelmed because there's going to be a lot of situations where uh, even those who are closest to you, they don't understand what God's trying to do in you and through you. Don't let it overwhelm you, amen? Be in the place where you're, you're charging your batteries because God's going to do something. And imagine this. Jesus here, he's winning, he's prayed, and he's starting to teach. He's starting to teach. And as he's starting to teach, it says that there was the power of the Lord was present to heal people. See, we want God to heal people just by supernatural manifestation. And God does that sometimes. But if you and I will teach this word, if we'll teach this word, people can be healed anytime and every time on their own faith. They don't have to have a supernatural manifestation. They can just hear the word and what? Be healed. Be healed. This word is so important to us. We've got to preach it. We've got to teach it. We've got to read it. We've got to hide it in our heart. And so that's what Jesus did. So he got alone with God. He supercharged himself. He wasn't overwhelmed by all the needs. And now he's in the place he's teaching. And now he's teaching against, notice it tells us, three different groups of people. Because they're against what he's doing. There's going to be people that's going to try to stop you from doing what you're doing, but you're not going to be moved by them. You're only going to be moved by the Holy Ghost inside of you. Now, notice what happens. He's teaching his message, verse 18. And behold, men brought in a bed uh, a man which was taken with palsy, uh, and they sought means to bring him in and to lay him before him. Now, see, we've we got to understand in these divine interruptions, 
uh, if we don't get upset, then the Holy Ghost can erupt. Things can happen. Now, you, I don't know about you, uh, but if I'm trying to do something, I don't like to be interrupted. Come on now, in the natural or even in the spiritual. Here Jesus is. Now, he could have looked at this and said, Now, wait a minute. I'm trying to teach here. But, but he knew that what he was teaching brought in what was needed to be done at that moment. And so your lifestyle right now uh, is, is, your, is your living for Jesus. It, it, it's, it's drawing those who are hurting, those who are hungry, those who have been harmed. And, and the devil wants to tell you that you have nothing left to give, that you can't uh, meet that need, you can't uh, minister to them. And that's not true. That's not true because there is an anointing, there's a truth, there's a presence of the Lord that abides in you that's going to change their destiny, amen? It's going to change their life. So Jesus, he let, He's going to let the Holy Ghost erupt here. Look what happens. Verse 19, And when they could not find by what way they might bring him in because of the multitude, they went upon the housetop and they led him down through the tilings with his couch in the midst before Jesus. And when he saw their faith, when Jesus saw the faith of the men and the, the man they were carrying, he said, man, thy sins are forgiven. Now, can you imagine? You go to one of these big churches, one of these mega churches, and somebody take and they cut open the roof and they let somebody down. There's going to be problems. So it would be no different. You and I, were standing right here and all of a sudden somebody opens up this roof and lets somebody down. Come on, that's their heart. Their heart is, I'm going to do what it takes to get my friend to Jesus. And so you and I, we've got to see that what may be an interruption, what may be an aggravation uh, to the flesh, if we can't let the flesh erupt, but we've got to let the will of God erupt. We've got to let God do something. So Jesus was willing to do that. He was willing to stop. Because there's no doubt he was having to fight through the, the scribes and the Pharisees out of these uh, out of Galilee and Judea and Jerusalem. He was having to fight through all of that. But he stood strong in his message. And the message was going forth so powerfully that it brought this man to a place where he was not only forgiven, but he was healed. He said, take up thy bed. Woo! That's what happens when we teach the word. If we'll teach this Word, if we'll let the Word have the number one place in our life, miracles, wonders, signs, all of these things will become back to the church the way that God's destined it to. Amen? All right. So turn with me over just a little bit here, and let's look at another example. In uh, Luke chapter 8, look at verse 22. Luke chapter 8, verse 22. Now it came to pass on a certain day that he, Jesus, went into a ship with his disciples, and he said unto them, Let us go over unto the other side. And they launched forth. So Jesus had heard from the Father. He had heard that there was a a madman on the other side. There was a man that was possessed with demons, and he needed a miracle in his life. So Jesus had heard that, and so... uh, he had been ministering. If you read this this eighth chapter and, and see where he had been teaching and ministering, uh, he got tired in his body. How many times have you been tired? Come on, we've all been tired in our body. We've all been tired in our mind. We've we, we've gave out and gave out. Verse twenty three. But as they sailed, he fell asleep. Jesus went to sleep, and there came down. Notice this: a storm of wind on the lake. And they were filled with water. The ship was filled with water, the little boat. And they were in jeopardy. And they came to him, the disciples. They came to Jesus and awoke him. Now, can you imagine? Jesus had then spoke the word to them. And and that's what you and I have got to hold on to. He said, what did he say there in verse 22? Let us go to the other side. He didn't say, let us drown in the middle of the lake. He said, we're going to the other side. And so... In your divine interruption, when you hit the wall, when things happen, you, you, you've got to be in the place like David. David, he reflected on what God had promised and what God had done. And that's what we've got to do. We've got to remember what God's done in our life, but we've got to remember what God told us to do. God told us to come here and plant a church. And, and, and despite all odds, we've done that. And despite, uh, uh, you know, it doesn't look like 
as far as number-wise that we're being productive, that we're being fruitful. But we're, we're being fruitful outside the church. And that's what we've got to hold on to. We've got to see that. And so uh, some of you, as you've been faithful in what you have done, it has made the devil so mad. And he's tried to uh, stir up agitators against you. He's tried to stir up people against you. He's tried to, uh, to bring hurt, harm, and heartache. But you've got to be like David. You've got to stand on that rock. And say, I, 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 I don't know why, I don't understand everything, but I'm going to trust God. Uh, I know it's going to be all right. So can you imagine how tired Jesus was? I, I don't know about you, but I hate to be awoken in a situation where I've got to do something and do it right then. You know, out of a dead sleep. You know, that, it, it makes your, or it makes my flesh, it may not yours, it makes my flesh anxious. And, and it, sometimes it even, you get scared, it makes you sick. So you can imagine Jesus in this deep sleep, this perfect, tranquil rest, and all of a sudden, they wake him up. Well, he has this divine interruption. So he's he, either his flesh, and we know that it didn't because he was in all points tempted like you and I, yet with, without sin, he could have erupted, but he didn't. Instead, he what? He let the Holy Spirit erupt out of his life. Notice this. Master, Master. So they... They're serious. They're, you know, how many times? Remember when mom and dad would say your whole name? <laughs> you knew they were serious, right? Well, they're serious with Jesus. Master, master, we perish. Then he arose and he rebuked the wind and the raging water and they ceased and there was a calm. And he said unto them, where is your faith? Remember, I told you, well, let's get in the ship. We're going to the other side. And they, being afraid, wondered, saying one to another, What manner of man is this? For he commandeth even the winds and the water that they obey him. So in the midst of this inconvenience, in the midst of this interruption, they get to see the Holy Spirit erupt. They get to see Jesus speak to the winds, and they get to see something happen that they never saw before. So in your situation tonight or in the one that you're going to be able to help somebody with this coming week, you're going to be able to, 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 to tell them, hey, out of this situation, something good's going to happen. Out of this heartache, out of this harm, out, out of all the turmoil of life, I don't know what, I don't know how, but somehow uh, God is going to be glorified in that. And, and, and people are going to hear the word spoke that's going to change the atmosphere. Can you imagine? Yeah, there, there they are. Now, they were fishermen. And so they were used to these storms coming down on the sea. They knew what they could do. And they were experienced in that. And this scared them to the point that they wake up a sleeping master and, and, and then they see the sovereign hand of the Lord just steal the waters. Oh, glory. So in your hurt tonight, in your torment tonight, People are looking. And out of those situations, they can see the hand of God working in your life. And it will bring them comfort and peace. Amen. Glory. All right. Drop down, if you would, with me to verse 41. And let's look at Jesus' example. And let's look at Jairus' example when a divine interruption comes. And let's, let's build upon that. Uh, Let me read verse 40. And it came to pass that when Jesus was returned, that the people gladly received him, for they were all waiting for him. Um, and behold, verse 41, there came a man named Jairus. Uh, his name means whom God enlightens. And he was a ruler of the synagogue. And he fell down at Jesus' feet and besought him that he would come to his house. So here... Jesus had a lot of people waiting for him. And here Jairus comes to him and he has a need. So uh, Jesus' day is, is interrupted. But at the same time, Jairus' day is fixing to be interrupted. Verse 42. For he had only one daughter, about 12 years of age, and she lay a dying. But as he went, the people thronged him. They thronged Jesus. And a woman, having an issue of blood 12 years, which spent all of her living upon a physician's, neither could be healed of any, came behind Jesus, behind him, and touched the border of his garment. And immediately her issue of blood was stanched, was stopped. So all of a sudden, uh, 
Jesus, his, he's, he's interrupted, and he gives his time to Jairus. And Jairus comes to Jesus, and he's in a situation where he needs Jesus to act and react, he thinks, immediately. And how many times have you and I been in that situation where we want God to move right now because we're talking to Him. I, I'm praying to you, God, in Jesus' name. You hear me, right? In Jesus' name. And in other words, I've got the covenant right. I, I, I'm in the right place, in the right position. I want you to, to move and, and, and move right now. And so Jesus starts uh, working in, in the behalf of Jairus, and all of a sudden, there's a greater need. See, we need to recognize and realize as great as our need is, and as much as we're wanting to hear from the Lord, that there always may be somebody who needs something greater than us. There may be something that is more prevalent, more prominent. It's not that, that uh, God doesn't love us, but sometimes God has to do something in somebody else's life to be able to change a situation that will impact uh, and, and, and have more prominence and more influence and, and more effect uh, in a whole array of situations than just in my little situation. God's omnipotent, all-powerful, but He's omnipotent. He knows everything. He knows uh, what needs to be done, when it needs to be done in the perfect way. Amen? And so, Jairus, all of a sudden, he's interrupted. I don't know about you, but sometimes when I feel like it's a life and death situation, I don't want any interruptions. I don't want to wait. When Donna, when we, when Donna was in that situation, and, and we and, and and was praying so hard, and 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 it didn't seem like anything was happening, uh, I, I, my faith was being shook. I was being rattled, and and and. And when things was out of my control, I was wanting God to do something and do it right then. But there was other things that was happening. And there was other reasons that was beyond my understanding at that moment of time. But guess what? God is on the scene. Amen? He takes care of things. Verse 45. And Jesus said, Who touched me? When all denied, uh, denied Peter and they that were with him, said, Master, the multitude thronged thee and pressed thee, and sayest thou who touched me? I, 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 love, I love Peter. He's going to be in the middle of everything. And he, he's going to talk. Uh, this is before the Holy Ghost. And, 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 and he had his boldness in himself. But look at the boldness after the Holy Ghost, how much of an impact and how God used him. So we can see that God uses us according to who and where we are. But verse 46, And Jesus said, Somebody had touched me, for I perceive that virtue is gone out of me. He said, Power. Power went out of me. In other words, Jesus said, I know something that was in me went out of me. And, and, and that's the way it is in your life tonight. When you touch people, when you touch them either literally, physically, or whether you touch them in prayer, or you touch them in spirit, however it may be, that what is inside of you goes out of you. And so, uh, when you're interrupted, know it's for a reason. Now, see, Jesus, here he is, he's interrupted again. He could have said, now, wait a minute, I know this little girl, she's about to die. Come on, we know, we know the story. I mean, they were fixing to get a message, and they're going to say, hey, trouble the master no more. You know, it's it's over. It's too late. He could have said, no, wait a minute. I've got to get to her. I, I don't have time. But he didn't say that. He let the divine, uh, the interruption become divine, and he let the Holy Ghost erupt out of it. Can you imagine this whole crowd? They knew this lady. Can you imagine what she looked like? This lady would, uh, uh, we've got to put herself in her place. All right, she's bleeding. So with her bleeding, that means that, um, don't mean to be gross here, but we need to get into real life. But according to the law, she could have no relationship with her husband. And so that means that legally, if, if that was the case, her husband could have said, I divorced thee, I divorced thee, I divorced thee. That could have ended that whole relationship, depending on whether he really loved her or not. we got to look at the time and how women were treated then. There was a whole lot of different circumstances. But so she could have been all alone. She didn't spend all of her money. And no doubt she was emaciated. She was so frail. 
I believe with all of my heart that when she reached out and touched Jesus, if she hadn't have touched him then, she would have died. That was it. She was down to the very last. But instead of being overwhelmed, she went to the rock. She went to the one who had the answer. And as she went to him and she touched him, the power that was in him undone every work of the devil. Amen? Brought complete healing. Not just healing, but restoration. She was restored. And so this divine interruption, when we feel like we hit a, a, a wall and we, and we don't know why, we don't understand, we've got to know that, that God is going to work it out. Amen? Okay. Uh, um, what was that? Um, he said, Somebody has touched me, for I perceive that virtue has gone out of me. And when the woman saw that she was not hid... She came trembling and falling down before him. She declared unto him before all the people for what because he had she had touched him and how she was cleaned, uh, pardon me, healed. But the, the word healed means it means uh, cleansed. It means uh, to be made whole. It, it, it means everything that was wrong with her was made right. She was healed immediately. And he said unto her, Daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace. See, she should have been stoned. But Jesus said, Daughter. Oh. He claimed her. He claimed her. And he said, Now I want you to go in, 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 in the peace of God. So the divine interruption that interrupted Jesus, the divine interruption that interrupted Jairus and his situation, it was for a divine purpose. And the Holy Ghost erupted out of that and it changed everything about it. Amen? All right. One, one more and then, and then we'll go with me to um, uh, chapter 2. Look at chapter 12, verse number 1. Luke 12 and 1. In the meantime, when there was gathered together an innumerable multitude of people. Now think about this. The Bible said innumerable. Can you imagine this crowd? Insomuch that they trod upon one another. So there Jesus is and there's so many people and there's so many needs there's so many things happening. They're just stepping on each other, trying to get to Jesus. And I'm telling you, things is coming back around where people are going to try to get to the church because of Jesus in the church. Because when they lose all confidence in the government, when they lose all confidence in the self, in the world, then they're going to, the ones that are going to be saved, they're going to turn to Jesus. And they're going to be beating down the door of those who carry His presence. Say, I carry His presence. Come on, you do. They trod upon one another. Now notice this. He, Jesus, began to say unto His disciples, first of all. In other words, He had something to say to them. He had something He had to get into their heart right then, okay? And we won't take time. You can read it in your home study time. But he, he, it was very specific. Now drop down to verse 13. Jesus had just poured out what God the Father had put in him. Verse 13. And one of the company said unto him, Master, teacher, speak to my brother that he divide the inheritance with me. People are going to come to you and you're going to give them a word from God and that word is going to go right over the top of their head and they're going to talk about something that is 180 degrees away from where they need to be. They're going to interrupt what you have for them. I don't know how many times that somebody has come to me and come to you and the Holy Ghost had the word. Had the word right there. You tried to give the word and they're worrying about something that is so far off base and they can't hear what they need to hear. It's an interruption. But see, we've got to be in the place where we love them in. Amen? So Jesus here, he's interrupted. And look what he says. And he said unto him, Man who made me a judge or a divider over you. He said, it's not my place uh, to, to, to help you and your brother in this. But then he goes in and he uses that opportunity to teach what that man needs. 
So what I'm saying is you're going to be interrupted. You're going to be walking in the will of God. You're going to have the word that is timely for them. But somebody is not going to be able to hear that word because of a pressing situation. And guess what? God's going to love them through you so much, even though you're going to be interrupted in what you were called to do at that moment, you're going to be able to meet them where they're at. Come on, you've got to believe that. That's what Jesus did. All of us, and he, now they were troves of people. They were screaming and hollering. And, 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 and I want you to, to hear the, the, the very heart of the people crying out, God touch me. God, heal me. God, help me. All of these things. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And this one man works himself up there and says, Master, I've got a situation with my brother. Jesus just blocks everything else out and puts his attention on that moment. He's interrupted. And yet Jesus is still concerned about all of these, but he knows that he has to meet this need because there it is. See, you can do what needs to be done no matter what's happening, no matter how overwhelmed you feel because you're standing on the rock. Amen? Now, in closing, Romans chapter 8. Here's how we do it. And here's how we teach it. This is how we live it. Romans chapter 8. Now, I, w- I want to read verse 28, but I want to tell you why the, the world and the religious have took this verse and want to tear it out of your Bible. Okay? Because they say it's not true. It's unreal how many preachers uh, that, that, that will tell you that th- this verse is misinterpreted, that this verse doesn't work today. I'm, I'm sorry, the Bible works. The Bible is true. God cannot lie. And just because your circumstance doesn't match the Bible doesn't mean the Bible's not right. Because there's a lot of things in my life that I'm waiting on the Word to change me. I'm not going to change the Word because of my circumstance. Amen? Now, verse 28 says, And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to His purpose. And so, you say, well, this has happened in my life. I, this, 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 and I, I, there's a couple things that that I heard heard him talking about. How can this be a good thing? This this one preacher was talking about. He, he said, "I said I can't I can't use this verse. I can't believe this verse." But when when a, a family gets run over by a drunk driver, he said, "How can that be a good thing?" He said, "This verse ain't true." That's a bold statement. We don't know everything. No, that's not a good thing. That's a horrible thing. But that doesn't change God because the, we live in a fallen world. We live in a sinful world. And, and until Jesus takes complete control of this earth, when He becomes the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings, we're going to have problems. Things is going to happen to good people. Things is going to happen. Uh, but that doesn't mean that God can't take something bad and turn it to good. One thing about it, the Bible says to die is gain. No, we don't want to die. We want to finish. We want to live out all of our days and all of these things. But if we don't, God can turn it to good. We have something greater. That my life isn't caught up in this mere few days in this flesh. Thank God. I have something. I've got Jesus on the other side. Amen. But how do we make this verse work in closing? We've got to do this. Now, jump up to verse 26. See, if you don't do verse 26 and 27, you can never have verse 28. And that's how, it, how you make it work for you. Verse 26. Likewise, the Spirit, notice it's capital S, the Holy Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. The Holy Ghost helps our weaknesses. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Holy Spirit, the Spirit itself, better translated himself, but the Holy Spirit himself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. In other words, if I'm going to let God work good things out in my life, I've got to trust the Holy Spirit to pray in me and through me what God's will is. 
Because if I'm just continually praying what I want or what I feel like I need, guess what? That's not working out for God's good. That's working out for Greg's good. What I think's good. And what I think good a lot of times has been so far off base. Now, you've got to put that with 27. And he, uh, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, and, and he searcheth, the Holy Spirit searches the hearts and knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. So if I will trust the Holy Spirit and if I will pray in the Holy Ghost, uh, then I'm in the place and the proper position where I can have verse 28. But I've got, I've got to do that. I, I, I've got to be in that place because otherwise, uh, if I'm not praying that way, if I'm not trusting that, if I'm not believing that, then I'm going to be praying out of my circumstance. I'm going to be praying out of my hurt, out of my heartache. I'm going to be praying out of my need rather than praying out of faith. Jesus, help me. So let's read all three of them together. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. You can't pray it out in English. And he that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. The Holy Spirit will pray the perfect will of God in and through our lives. It will get us in that place where God can work it out for our best. In other words, uh, I may be in a place where I'm uh, somebody's hurt me or harmed me, and there's some division there. And I, I may be spending all my time uh, praying uh, about what I'm feeling when maybe the Holy Ghost is wanting me to pray for what they done in the root cause. See, if I'm just praying out of my hurt, out of my misunderstanding, out of the confusion, then God can't work it out for my good. But if I get in the Spirit, maybe He starts praying and He shows me something that's happening in their life. And I can, I, I can pray for them and it can bring healing, deliverance, and victory in their own life. And then all of a sudden, He works everything out for my good because that was put first and foremost. Amen? So... We want to be in the place and the position where we, 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 we completely trust the Lord. We let Him interrupt every situation that He chooses to interrupt because it may look like the devil's doing it, but we can always let God have the final say in it and out of it. Amen? It looked like that Job's life was completely destroyed. It looked like that the devil had interrupted Job's life and, and took him from a place where everything was perfect to where a place was completely destroyed. But when it was all said and done, because he trusted God, because he held on to God, all of a sudden, he got fear out of his life. See, that's why everything happened to him. It, it, we, we, we got people saying that God done that to Job to teach him a lesson. God didn't do anything to Job. The devil done it to Job, but because it said that his greatest fear came upon He opened the door, and now all of a sudden, that door is closed forever. God worked those things out for his good, and then he gave him twice as much as he had before. Amen? Listen by the Spirit. God's got more for you. As we preached before, there's more at the door. There's more at the door. So don't stop. Don't let your heart become hardened. Let's let God do what only He can do when you and I yield and we pray to Him uh, by His Spirit. And then we let Him pray through us by His Spirit and He changes us. Amen? Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we come to You right now. We thank You for the power of Your Word. We thank You for Your promise. We thank You for Your provision in our lives. Lord, right now, as only You can, we ask that You would touch each one of us. 
in every situation where right now we may feel overwhelmed or we may come in contact with somebody who feels overwhelmed, let us stand strong on that rock. Let us be able to testify and point people to Jesus like never before. Let us be in the place and the position where we... Uh, can be interrupted and then your Holy Spirit can erupt and change people's lives, their destiny. You can work like you did uh, uh, with the, the, the lady with the issue of blood. You can work it out for our good. With J. Harris, you worked it out for his good. With the disciples, you worked it out for their good. Let it be, Father. Right now, touch, draw, bring revelation, bring understanding. We bind every work of the enemy. We bind every um, thought that is contrary. Uh, right now, in the name of Jesus, and we ask that your Holy Spirit move in our lives. Touch us and draw us in Jesus' name. Would you come tonight? Would you make yourself an altar and say, Lord, here I am. I, I, I want to spend just a little bit of time with you. I, I, I want to draw nine to you so you can draw nine to me. And I want every lie to be revealed. And I want your Holy Spirit just to take me to that place of perfect peace. Would you come tonight? Say, here I am, Lord. I want what you want in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, Father, in Jesus' name, touch us. Everyone that's hurting, that has heard this message, that let it go out in this community in Jesus' name. Let them be touched by the power of the Spirit of God right now. Let them be built up and encouraged in you in Jesus' name. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah.